Welcome to the Nonprofit Voice, which is brought to you by Nonprofit Pro, the go-to resource for nonprofit management and strategy. For our Nonprofit Voice text series, join Mark Becker, founding partner of Cathexis Partners and editorial advisory board member for Nonprofit Pro. In each episode, he will welcome nonprofit executives and technology partners to discuss the latest nonprofit tools to help your organization navigate the rapidly evolving technology landscape. This special episode features a technology provider that will be attending Bridge Tech, a new education day on August 2nd prior to the Bridge Conference in National Harbor, Maryland. For more information and to join Nonprofit Pro, DMAW, and AFPDC at Bridge Tech, visit bridgeconf.com. That's B-R-I-D-G-E-C-O-N-F.com. And add Bridge Tech to your Bridge Conference registration at checkout. Welcome back, everyone. Mark Becker here with Cathexis Partners. Uh, today, I'm very excited to talk with a couple of nonprofit fundraising experts um, about email reports. It's uh, Email is not dead. Um, this report proves that. Um, it's one of many channels out there, obviously, but I was surprised by many of the findings in the report. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Charon, you want to introduce yourself? You bet. Thanks for having us on, Mark. Uh, my name is Sharon Koshi. I'm the VP of Philanthropy at a nonprofit called Merit America that focuses on workforce development. And in my spare time, I uh, developed a tool called the Nonprofit Operating System that helps nonprofits with a wide variety of AI uses, in particular around generative AI, and was uh, really honored to be part of the Neon One email report, really understanding how AI can help us understand a lot of disparate data and put together something that I think is a, an outstanding starting point for understanding exactly what you mentioned around is uh, is AI or is uh, email dying or do we have opportunities to optimize against it? That's awesome. And Tim, introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark, uh, and appreciate the the team here for for hosting uh, me and Shirian. So Neon One. Uh, is a uh, technology company that focuses on small to mid-sized nonprofits in particular, but generally is building technology to help build and grow a community of generosity. And the ways that people can do that are by connecting marketing, revenue, and impact data a little bit more cohesively to help build what we call magical generosity experiences. And, and I think my role in, in this is kind of really understanding the pain points of a lot of these smaller organizations in particular, but we've been working with nonprofits of all sizes for a while. And what kept cropping up after we did some initial discussions and unpacking of individual donor data, we did a previous report. I guess I'm going to go right into it, Mark, if that's okay. Make it happen. Let's do it. Well, I used to work, my first job in the nonprofit sector was for a 2008 small day labor center in Chicago. I was writing grants. It was 2008. I was not writing grants that long. So I had to pivot to individual giving very quickly. And at that time, I thought, well, it, that's events, right? Like, kind of like in The Shining, they're all wearing the tuxedos. It's the big party, <laughs> right? Like, that's what you do. Nice. And it's not actually the effective way to build growth. But a lot of what we're missing in analysis is the why when we put out this initial research in 2022 on individual giving trends since the pandemic began, the very first thing, because what we do is we solicit feedback from our community. We say, hey, 
97% of the nonprofit sector makes under $5 million. Can we listen to them about what they want? And 90% is under half a million. And that's just the U.S. alone. You expand that into Canada, and we're getting similar numbers there. About 95% fall into that when we expand it out to the Canadian market. And the big thing that is, is, was surprising was the lack of email data. We have MailChimp. We got MNR benchmarks. But we found that those were missing large amounts of the reality. Mm-hmm. So we stepped back and we said, okay, well, we have an email engine in our platform. What's in there? And so we were able to hone it down with our development team to just shy of 1,500 nonprofits that met the criteria of sending meaningful mass emails, like appeals and newsletters. And we found that like 250 email contacts was the foundation, the bottom floor. Anything below that got weird. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, like, sending. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, outliers, <laughs> a lot of event fo- follow up, like, thanks for coming to this, you know, thing. But we also had the weirdos that were using it to email board members, like seven board members, like meeting notes, but they're using our mass emails. So don't do that. Just whip out your outlook, please. Right. But yeah, we sent a lot of nonprofits. That's, that's a pretty good, pretty good pool. Well, it is 250. So MailChimp actually cuts their analysis at a thousand for everything that they do. So anything below that, we didn't know what was happening. And so we had a lot. So we actually found that the average list size when it's under a thousand was five, about 547, something like that in terms of the list size. It was, um, yeah, contacts underneath that in terms of 547. I remembered it correctly. You are right. <laughs> so, uh, oh gosh, I just like talk about this report a lot. So that was really interesting because even MailChimp started adjusting their pricing like around that size. And so it's like there's real world impacts to this type of stuff. But we, we actually were able to hone it to about 37,000 campaigns that fit that criteria. And that's ultimately what we also handed to Cherian to get into it. There was over 157 million people impacted by this data in 2022 alone. So this is a big, big report. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting to see that the average nonprofit raised $1.11 per email contact. And I think that's kind of on par with, you know, the old adage, you know, you know a contact's worth about a dollar, right? Um, about about so. that. But Extend it out to what happened to the small nonprofits. It goes up significantly. About adds about five dollars per contact. That's that's impressive. Yeah, that's, yes, that makes a difference. Well, and and what this really learned, and I think you know what I'd like to unpack, and then and then Cheerian gets the fun stuff when you get to the AI. But it's that kind of boring data benchmarks thing where we don't know where to start the conversation. And we base a lot of our data decisions around what the for-profit sector does. Mark, right. wh- when, when is the best day to send a newsletter? What have we typically, what, if, you know, if you hadn't read the report, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's usually like Tuesday, Monday, somewhere in there, right? And Bingo. Bingo. I was surprised to find that it's Friday. It's I'm Friday. Like, what? How is that possible? Because are nonprofits, checking out mentally? <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I think people are, well, one, we can get into maybe the motivation side, you know, but I think it's, it's, it's illustrative that 
if we base our decisions off of for-profit data sets, we might be getting it wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need to start the conversation. But even nonprofits, small nonprofits, they see something like an engagement rate of over 10% for small organizations, 250 to 999 emails to over 10% click-through rate. That's fantastic. But what you have to do with benchmarks is to say, let me start by looking at the right sector. We are nonprofit, so let's look at nonprofit data first. And then you look at and go, okay, this report found this. You stare at that number, you go, what's my number? And then you move on. And then you move on and you start to look at your own stuff. So that's that's what I think was one big takeaway from this is we need our own benchmarks, our own data to make our own decisions. But Shirian, what's your thoughts on on kind of some of the things that came out of this? Yeah, just sort of double clicking on uh, the piece about having our own benchmarks, I think is really important, but also really understanding what you said at the beginning that some of these uh, the benchmarks that are out there are also cutting off the bottom, which is super relevant to the sector. So I think the key is really understanding what are the different ways in which um, this data is relevant, and then kind of tapping into the fact that for a lot of organizations, the ability to analyze their data, or even you know, for for nonprofit CRMs. It takes a lot of work and developers time to be able to analyze this data. And I don't know SQL. I don't know like a lot of th I mean, you. You both. Oh, I have I have the books, and they're collecting dust on my desk. <laughs> like I I tried. To, I we we had a leader that was running SQL queries, and I'm like, uh -huh. oh man, I guess I got to start doing that. I uh, that's the biggest secret, folks. A lot of the people who actually understand data, that, like. We have to storytell around it. It's not that we're actually doing the guts of this work, too. There's very smart people that put a lot of work to do this, Sharon. So it's a really good call out. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I think one of the key takeaways from this report is, is that this is um, the most comprehensive thing we have to date on, uh, on emails and how they perform and um, really understanding what what drives click-throughs, what drives um, uh, you know, giving, all of those components that are in the report. And uh, you know, as you all mentioned in the, at, at the conclusion of the report, this is really a starting point that will grow and get better over time. Um, and I, I think what's essential is that nonprofits don't need to be, don't need to feel like this is way above their skill level or ability level. I mean, I'm, I'm just another dude that, you know, Tim texted me over, uh, uh, over a weekend and said, Hey, would you be able to do something? And honestly, with a few bucks and, um, some, some research and some tools that I was aware of was able to come up with like some really interesting insight from tens of thousands of emails. So imagine what individual nonprofits can do and, and think about how to optimize for their own purposes. To get yeah. down to that level of the community of generosity was so great. And yes, Sherry, and that was, it was awesome how quickly it came together. And it was really just kind of me going, well, I'm really bored during the 15th viewing of Encanto. So <laughs> I, I am, my mind wanders and it came to, 
wait a minute, Tyrion's been doing amazing work around this type of stuff. Let me see if he's interested. So really appreciate it on how quickly you jumped into it too. So Mark, kicking it back to you, it is your podcast. So <laughs> No, it's, it's good. Um, yeah, let's dig into that a bit more. You know, the part about the, the subject line analysis that you did yeah. here, and I'd really love to dig into that because I've found some really interesting things that people can I mean, I guess no one likes meetings, I guess, is, is the, one of the takeaways I had. I think, really I, a surprise, right? I, I think <laughs> we can all agree that no one likes meetings is probably intuitive on a lot of levels. But people really hate email subject lines that say reminder uh, member meeting. And I think it, it I, and that's probably intuitive as well. But I want to step back for a moment and, and think about what does it mean to analyze tone yeah. of subject? Because... Mm-hmm. A lot of what we've had in the past analyzes subject line by anything, whether it's uh, social media content or subject lines or whatever, it's broken down into three very, very vague categories, positive, negative, and neutral. And as you can imagine, that would give us a really honestly useless understanding of what people are doing in subject lines. What does positive really mean? Does and, and most everything would fall under neutral, just looking at kind of what the the tens of thousands of subject lines look like, it would fall under neutral. And, uh, and most people don't use negative subject lines. So it is what it is. But I just don't think we'd get the level of analysis that we really, really need as a sector to understand what to do um, with that type of analysis. So basically, what I did was take all of the email subject lines that Neon One had, and uh, and ran, and this is what took the most amount of time actually, is ran by subject line, uh, an analysis of whether it fit a criteria of a certain number of different emotions. So was this, was this joyful? Was it uh, exciting? Was it, uh, and then we of course did neutral, just, you know, something like reminder meeting, uh, member meeting stuff uh, to, to capture that as well. And because of the depth, that we're able to do with AI right now, we're, we're able to look at the words that are being used in context and say, this is actually this emotion. And then say, of the ones that have certain, level, certain emotions, what were the click-through rates? What were the donation levels? Um, you know, all of those types of things that provides a richness that, again, has never, ever been done before for the nonprofit sector. Um, and I think gives us a lot of tools for thinking about how do we craft subject lines moving forward? Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, that was really I frame that. I'm gonna frame <laughs> that, Sharon. That is. I, I think for for your listeners, the bottom line is, and this is again sort of intuitive, but really important to remember. There's a disconnect between how we we think about subject lines. We sort of have it as an afterthought because we think about getting that content out there and um, what people really resonate with are powerfully emotional subject lines. I think we probably know that from the things that we click on and respond to. So there are consultants and authors and other folks in the field who have really great subject lines and I always click on them and uh, they probably know who they are. But I think the key is, you know, as nonprofits, we need to spend a lot more time thinking about crafting that and not just like May newsletter or whatever. It is. And here's here's the funny part that slightly contradicts you, Cherian. Slightly. Yeah. When we analyze the top email of 2022 sent in October by Science Olympiad, 
because what's the definition of the most engaging email of 2022? Because just, you know, maybe on the 16th viewing of Encanto, I got a lightning strike and said, and I got to follow up with them on this because I had a special thing I'm going to do for them. I said, okay, we know Fridays and you can read the report. We know Fridays are the most engaging day to send something as a nonprofit. What was the most engaging email in terms of click-through rate to the largest audience? Mm. And that's the criteria that I subjectively use to decide what the top email of engagement was. And everything in the report, it basically flies in the face of in many different ways. It's a newsletter. It is very long. It has some images. It does use and follow some rules, which is that it had a high value piece at the very top. It was an image that people can click. We're talking a 34% click-through rate on this email to over 11,000 people. Wild. But it's very long. It's not segmented. It's to their entire community. But they did do some other things, like they used the word you 10 times. That works generally. But it doesn't mean that you stand out. And that's because they know their audience really well. They know what their audience wants. And that's the primary rule. Right. Everything from subject lines, all of this stuff. If you somehow stumble into a community that eats up reminder member meeting Mm -hmm. as the subject line, then go forth and do that. But if you're really sitting there going, I don't know where to start. The white page problem as Tyrion talks about it. Yeah. This is a good start. <laughs> this is a good start. Don't, don't, it's really nice because the report itself says, and all these rules can be broken if you need to. Yeah, I really like that, that it goes, you know, so you definitely covered the, you know, the subject line, but then you also, the entire anatomy of an email, right? The preview text, the actual yep. content yep. itself, whether or not to use emojis. And I was kind of fascinated that emojis really were almost negatively impacting, you know, marginally. Um, Remains to be seen on emotions. Yeah, kind of early days, right? Well, what's yeah. interesting about the preview text and even discussions like that, tech companies can get so enamored of how smart they are. <laughs> oh, look at this research. And so I did that. I went. We have a Slack community, and I popped in, and I said, here's some preliminary insights that we have about preview text. And one of our community members, actually a leader in our community, he said, hey, sorry, but what's preview text? And I said, OK, we got to we got to like strip this down to the core basics. So so you can't assume that nonprofit professionals know every component of all these nerdy things. And then in turn, you can't assume that your donors are going to understand all the nuances of the story that you're trying to tell if it doesn't translate to that. So each of these serves a purpose. You have to start with understanding what its role is in the generosity experience. And that's where you can start to unpack and go, you know what? Emojis work in this situation. And I had to manually tag that. And out of the 37,472 subject lines, I know exactly all the emojis because there wasn't like, going back to Cheerian's thing, I'm not using SQL to tag that stuff. SQL is right. just an acronym for like fancy code stuff. It's, you know, <laughs> it, it, that's it. Right. And so um, I was literally going through a Google sheet, just color coding whenever I saw an emoji used, because that was the quickest way that to get to that analysis. And yeah, I was a little surprised, Mark, but they also like they're only used like 3% of the time. 
So I think that there's more emoji research to come, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's certain ones that you shouldn't use, like, you know, that alarm emergency one, the red, uh -oh. like, like, or fire explosion ones. Don't do that because that's been ruined by spam people. Oh. Because now Google, you know, Hotmail, all that picks up that if they see, like, a bunch of explosion or exclamation points, it's like, somebody's trying to get old people to click a URL that they should. Gotcha. I wonder if two uh, email service providers have a, like impacted emoji delivery rates and that ultimately affects open rates and click-throughs and all of that. Like if that's landing in spam, for example, right. or, uh, or whatnot, that could, that could be a, a huge thing, obviously. So emails, really kind of behind in many ways like infrastructurally on the internet a lot of people kind of like in the age like it's one of the first things that existed so there's a lot of legacy tech behind the scenes that we're seeing some really interesting ways to approach it but at the end of the day is this a channel to focus on absolutely because it produces engagement it drives revenue and donors like it 48% of donors prefer email as their preferred communication channel. And that includes direct mail. That includes text. That includes social media. So it's a it's a powerhouse. It's a workhorse for people if you nail it, if you really kind of zero in on what's going to work for you. Well, I think that, yeah, your report definitely helps people consider these things, right? I mean, like you said, people that don't even know the term, maybe they're using it, but don't at least know the term of preview text, you know, then that makes them think about it when they see something like um, emails with preview text raised 53.85% lower. That's Love that's that. a lot. That's <laughs> and it, that's and it's a, and it's a significant size of, of that one. Unlike the emoji stuff, a lot of people are using preview text. Right. And they should. And yeah, use it well. So well, we could definitely talk about this all day, but you gotta save something for your um, Bridge, bridge conference, uh, yes. Bridge Tech Day, right? So um, you're going to be August, there in, yes, in we're DC excited. in National Harbor. I look forward to seeing you in person again, both of you there. Um, we last met up in New Orleans at AFP, so uh, looking forward to that. Any final thoughts? Um, love to give each of you a chance to, any final thoughts? I, I guess what I would say is read the report, understand how that, think about how that might apply to your organization and um, one of the things I'd recommend if you're not using AI currently, jump on something like the free chat GPT, as long as it's free, and put in your subject line and ask it what type of emotion. This is essentially what I did, but not one by one in chat GPT, a little more advanced tools than that. But ask it what emotion is this? And I used a rubric of different of a number of different emotions. You could put that in if you want to, but then ask it to provide you with preview text. And so if you're doing this as a one-off, like a monthly email or something like that, just do that. And, and those are those are free tools that you can take advantage of to implement some of the things that are in the report and analyze what your email deliverability uh, or your email subject lines and pre-header text and those types of things might do in relation to what you think might work as a result of the uh, the report. Uh, but the last thing that I'll say is stay encouraged because I think there's so much, it can seem overwhelming, like I should be doing that and I should be doing this. And I don't want to be a should head in the sector and tell everybody like this is the way to do it. But 
the ability of these tools to help you do your job just a little bit faster, a little bit easier, I think is really, really exciting. And I'm excited to go on that journey with all of you. So um, let's stay in touch and keep uh, keep working this out together. I love that. And, and I would say the only thing to add to that is that the, the purpose of research like this is for understanding. It's also to make sure that people feel seen and heard in many different ways. Um, small nonprofits in particular don't get to be part of these conversations. And it was really important for us to center them as part of this process while also giving space to the more sophisticated organizations who need this analysis too. That can really take it to the next level. And so we're gonna continue this research. We're planning a uh, kind of secondary, I don't know if we're gonna call it a white paper, an addendum, whatever, but on Giving Tuesday and end of the year. So we'll be adding that to our Giving Tuesday Resource Center. Abby Jarvis on our team is gonna continue to head up of that. She wrote the report. I just like moved some Excel, like some Google Sheet stuff around and, and got Cheerian on board, right? But Abby Jarvis actually wrote the report. Wanna give her a shout out and, and our team for, for putting this together. But it's yours, folks. Like that's the reality is that this is yours. And so, you're the ones that are actually doing this work. And that's what's so extraordinary to watch because seeing engagement rates for small nonprofits in particular dwarf everybody else or, or dollars raised per email contact, like $5 above the average, really cool. Really cool to see that. So you're already doing it, folks. You're already building magical generosity experiences. You just haven't put the name to it yet. I like it. Well, definitely uh, take the time to check out the report. Looking forward to seeing uh, both of you and hopefully a lot of people out there listening uh, in, um, in, in National Harbor in August. So uh, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us at Bridge Tech and for the next episode of The Nonprofit Voice. Listen to more episodes at nonprofitpro.com as well as on Apple, Google, and Spotify.